All right. Finally, I have my friend Wayne Christian back on the show. He is the Texas Railroad Commissioner. There's actually more than one of them, but he's the guy driving the train as far as I'm concerned. He is the leader in, in what is arguably the top oil and gas regulatory agency on earth. But even more than that, he's highly entertaining. One of my top radio guests of all time. He does great radio. Now he has a podcast, Wayne's World. I follow his stuff. Tons of great stuff coming from Wayne Christian. I'm always entertained. Wayne, welcome back. Hey, honored to be with you, Jackie. It's a real thrill to be able to visit with you again. Likewise. And I got to tell you, I had to laugh when I received your end of year uh, letter to me and others about your work. And you tell us, just to let the audience in on who and how you are, that Jane Fonda was trying to unelect you in the state of Texas. And that's worth explaining. It's Jane Fonda and George Soros. What are they doing to you, Wayne? Well, of course, it's the Railroad Commission itself. Of course, I'm one of the three commissioners. And every two years, one a separate commissioner runs. Christy Craddock is up for this time. And, of course, one of the things I see is that when time before my election, when Jim Wright won, George, uh, Bloomberg gave $3 million into his opponent's campaign. Oh. Th- then my election came up, George Soros' son, who now controlled his empire, Jane Fonda and Greenpeace all contributed against me for my seat at the Railroad Commission in Texas. And in this next election, there's a new organization called Commission Shift that has come to Texas. And it has been uh, deemed able to receive what they call dark money. And so my fear is a lot of people are not aware of what oil and gas means to us in every realm of, of in the state of Texas and the world currently. Right now, Texas in the press, Wall Street Journal, others call us the hope of the free world. Yes. Right now, we're exporting what's keeping the world alive uh, in Europe and around the world with our liquefied natural gas out of the Gulf of Mexico. Louisiana and Texas are the providers for the free world. And we are the top regulatory agency, Railroad Commission of Texas, for the free world. So what a better place for George Soros, the World Economic Forum, these friends of ours, to attack Texas than to adopt the same program of Joe Biden and have the Railroad Commission taken over because, sadly, most people don't know what the Railroad Commission does. You have a race there, and all of a sudden in the runoff election, when nobody shows up, technically, you wind up having it bought by George Soros and others in that runoff election for a railroad commission. All of a sudden, we're not Texas anymore. We have Joe Biden's policy implemented in Texas that shuts off oil and gas, which is 40% of our state economy, one of our 10 jobs, all the rainy day fund, all the permanent school fund, all the higher education fund. And we're sitting here in Texas totally reliant on what God has given us. And we're being stewards. We are 50% of the United States oil production, about 30% of the natural gas production. And again, the world relies on us. And I think not enough people are aware of that. And it's a wide open target for these enemies of America uh, to come and take over. Well, and I think that this all happens either because elites believe lies, false narratives, or they know the truth. And they're either profiting off of America's competitors. Maybe they're invested in Gazprom or Neft, or Saudi Aramco, or who knows what. Uh, so that's entirely possible, or they have other anti-American agendas. So 
So that's Jackie. Go ahead, Jackie. There's this. There's a strange fellow named Glenn Beck who wrote a book <laughs> called the called the Great Reset. Yes, and I think if you read that, it tells a lot of the story. What I believe that Glenn is absolutely correct on what's going on. Uh, I, I, in fact, I did a six-hour course out of uh, Hillsdale College on the World Economic Forum and the Great Reset. Oh wow! And as Glenn Beck uh, gives, it, it's quite amazing that their goals are to completely stop the United States from being the world power, superpower, and they want, an, they want what they call equity on Earth. So there's about a third of the planet that's rich, there's a third they call average, and then the third they call poor. And they think the way to fix this is to take away from the rich and give to the poor. Robin Hood type stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Not what happens, but that's their theory. Right. What's happening is, guess who the rich are? The United States of America. Guess what makes us rich? Every country that has oil is richer than every country that doesn't have oil. So as fast as they can strip us of oil in the United States, the faster we are now a sub- subservient to this great reset, which is then we got uh, draft card burning John Kerry. You've got George Soros. You've got uh, Larry Fink of, of BlackRock Funds, who controls 28% with two other funds of the world liquid equity. And you've got uh, Bill Gates. Then they control things. We had a revolution in 1776 to prevent the elitists from running our country. But that's where we are right now. Well, and why can't they lead by example, Wayne? Why can't they give their wealth away? You know, there's a whole parable about this, right, on the rich young ruler. Uh, Shows up and says, hey, I'm righteous. I've done everything right. You know, what more do I have to do? Uh, And... The answer was, well, how about you give away your own wealth? And it went away sorrowful. And that's what the book says. Their problem is is, is they honestly believe, and John Kerry made the speech at last year's World Economic Forum very, very succinctly. He said, I feel like we're a bunch of aliens that are able to come to Earth and take care of the masses. It wasn't the exact quote, but that's the attitude. And hint to them, they believe they're smarter. Yeah, they yeah. believe there are better, oh, and yeah. they believe that they've got to save mankind. Now, that, that's not necessarily an evil premise, but it may be what they believe. I think there's some evil, a lot of it, involved in this. But just be, be a naive and say they're not all nice people just have the wrong beliefs, but their beliefs are wrong. I go back and forth on this all the time, and I had a, an interview yesterday with Mark Mills, who just came over to Texas Public Policy Foundation from Manhattan Institute. He's a physicist, and I was saying— Mark, I just feel like a lot of these people, like the the types we're discussing, the types that go to the WEF, go to COP28, they are grifters. They know that there's a plan put together for trillions to be redistributed from taxpayers in the U.S. and elsewhere to whoever lines up with a green company. So they're green. And they founded the company yesterday. No one cares. This is what this is. And he pushed back on me and said, and I, I mean, I don't disagree with him. He's like, no, actually, a lot of these people really believe in what they're doing. And Wayne, I think he is partially right. And that's where I started that interview and and where where we have a problem right now. I really believe a lot of elites believe false narratives. They really, really believe it. And I know this because, you know, I'm here in the Dallas bubble, right? Uh, I've gone from one of the poorest neighborhoods in Appalachia. To one of the wealthier in Dallas. And I'm around these people who have gone to the Ivy League schools. Uh, some of them are, are good-hearted people. They're You might call them do-gooders. And I talk to them, and Wayne, 
you peel back a layer of the onion, like two peels, and you figure out they don't know anything about right. basic okay. topics, about oil, especially oil and gas. But then, Jackie, it, it's, it's many of us responsible for this. We yes. can't just hand it off what just happened. We've sat back and ignored our universities and who was teaching yep. what to our yep. population for decades. Yep. And I always tell people, my generation, and you weren't even born at that time, Jackie, but <laughs> I remember when John Kerry was burning his draft card back in the Vietnam era, and now yes. we have a bunch of Vietnam draft-dodging tenured professors right. took over our education system, started telling every one of our kids kids. America was terrible. We were evil. We need to apologize to the world. We need to give away what we have. We need to get back to this, all this other stuff. And from that time, you saw just in the energy portion, you saw in the 60s, they start telling the, the nation, well, we're going to be without oil in 10 years. And then they get in the 70s, start talking about the new ice age that's coming. And then they get in the 80s and acid rain. And then you get back in the 90s and you talk about the ozone hole and the ozone layer. And then Al Gore in the 2000s did his movie and said all the ice is going to move and the polar bears are all going to die. In the 2010s come the rising sea levels that caused that Obama said we better move out because the rising sea levels then went three years later and bought a at sea level mansion up in uh, Martha's Vineyard. And then in the 2010, Greta Thunberg comes squalling on TV and everybody bows down. She says the world's going to end in five years. And now we're, we're worshiping at the God of carbon, carbon dioxide, which is another full hoax and lie. But you've got all of our companies, all of our people, or for a lower carbon future, let's lower carbon, less CO2. That's a scam. Well, and what it what you would call it in older times, uh, former times, is idolatry. It is yes. it is idolatry because it's <laughs> got this guest coming on next. You wrote a book about how you know people are feeling their otherwise empty lives with this brand new doctrine, this brand new religion, uh, which is worshiping the earth and and believing false narratives. But I tell you what, I I have a bit of new hope. I have proof. Wayne, that some of us who are not so fearful and instead use facts are getting through to people at the top. And I guess I should probably make this for the next segment, but it's all about how the narrative has changed on ESG investment criteria, which I just call a wokeness score because that's really what it is. And we are seeing now a collapse in the use of this term by Wall Street executives, people on earnings calls, now everyone is running away from ESG, which is very interesting because I was watching this great debate between uh, Jason Isaac from TPPF, Texas Public Policy, and some clown from Colorado who, who told Jason, listen, this guy from Texas, he doesn't get it. The ESG wave is coming. Only about 20 foot of it has arrived And if you don't just get on and ride the wave, you're going to be crushed under a 100-foot wave of ESG in Texas. And that was like two years ago. So now Jackie, that's why that's why you're so valuable. That's why we can't under we sit back many of us and read this stuff and know that all of a sudden this is becoming with the elect with electric vehicles not having power during the storm. We're seeing all the things that the uh, energy companies, the the manufacturing General Motors, Ford are saying, hey, we're stopping making these EVs that the administration told us to make because nobody's buying them. The realism is coming there to the market, but 
I encourage you, and, and you are one of the leading the charge, Jackie. Getting the word out like you've done for years now has got to be elevated to a new level because we don't need to say, well, we won that round, wipe our hands and sit back. Because believe me, they're coming. I, we right now in Texas, the EPA is attacking us by the uh, methane uh, realm. Now, the methane score out there of what methane's being uh, released. And if they get what they want, they're going to shut down about 80%, dig this, 80% of our producers are independent producers, not the big seven oil companies. Right. <clears throat> and most of these oil companies will go broke. They can't meet the new regulations on methane weeding. just doesn't happen. So... And, but the thing is, if we fix that in Texas, it doesn't matter. The EPA will come back with the prairie chicken. It doesn't matter oh, if we yeah. create a zoo and create all the prairie chickens happy. The, the cause is not the EPA right now to clean up the environment. Their cause is to do away with oil and gas. Right, American and, oil and, and gas. We've seen that occur. Yes. What I think is most dangerous right now, Jackie, is I believe our people are not hearing the truth of what a drastic reality the stopping of oil and gas is. Right. They don't understand what it does. Right now, oil and gas are 80% of world energy. That, that means that if you shut down oil and gas, all you got left is wind and solar and a few other trace minerals. And wind and solar right now are about 5% of world energy. And by the way, wind and solar only create one product, electricity. Yeah. So we're going to shut down. <clears throat> this is the policy to shut down 80% of the world's energy. Then it's also, there are, there are 8 billion people on planet Earth. Food supply by fertilized food, which is from natural gas, will feed 12.7 billion. Organic food will feed only 4 billion. So half the people of the world will starve if you shut down oil and gas. And the other part is people every day we hear on the television, well, the price of oil is up today. That means the price of gasoline is going up. Or there's going to be some threat to oil and gas, and that's going to hurt the price of gasoline. The answer is yes, but it's so minute in the total picture because oil is responsible, oil and gas, for 96% of consumer products, medicines, cosmetics, plastics. The, in fact, if you do what Biden and the World Economic Forum won't do is shut down oil and gas, you can't have windmills and solar panels because they're made out of plastics, fiberglass, etc. They use oil for the lubrication. This is how insane this whole thing is, is the destruction of oil and gas takes us back to pre-1850 lifestyle in this country. Get your horse and buggy out, darling, because that's exactly what we'll have to drive if we continue down this stream, which that's exactly what they're advocating. But in real life, Wayne, what I foresee happening is that if they actually prevailed in their war to take out U.S. oil and gas, which is all they have jurisdiction over, at least out of the EPA, all that's going to happen is not that we're going to stop using it. People aren't going to die. What's going to happen is they're all going to start buying from Saudi Arabia, Russia, Venezuela, uh, Iran. You know, all of our competitors will be sitting right there, ready to gobble that up. I believe that is what the agenda is all about is benefiting them. They hold 70% of uh, proven reserves-ish. And so, like, for example, Dubai held the COP28 UN Climate Conference. And people might reasonably ask, why would Dubai, which is, you know, their, their economy is basically funded exclusively by oil and gas. It's, it's, it's a one-trick pony. That's all they've got. They don't have Silicon Valley. They don't have a financial center, really, like we do. They don't have manufacturing. They have oil and gas. So why are they doing an anti-oil and gas conference? And I'm going to pause it. It's because it hurts countries like ours where, you know, 
uh, and, and it benefits the third, well, other countries that don't have as much money. And there are transaction costs there. Somebody's making money on all those transactions. So why not? Why wouldn't our elites be on board? They're in line. What well, do you they think? will. And that's, that's the elites, the rich, the uh, John Kerry's and, yeah. and the others of the world, the, the Al Gore's and the George Soros and that group. They're going to benefit. They're going to prosper. And, and the, the over example of this, I remember back Texas public policy, Kathleen Hartnett White and Stephen Moore wrote a book called Fueling Freedom. Talked about the missionaries going overseas at that time, that they had to choose between medicine, staying good in the refrigerator or second choice, performing surgery that would save lives because they were not able to use gasoline generators anymore, only windmills. The same thing's happening. I get calls, I uh, heard of uh, Alex Epstein, great friend who you know that uh, advocates yep. fossil fuels. He said he had a friend call him and say that he's lost two babies in the last two years because his village did not have electric uh, incubators or, or these life sustainers when his children were born and his, both his kids died. Wow. And what <clears throat> we don't realize is you've got 3 billion people on planet Earth right now that don't use enough electricity in a year to, to power a refrigerator. You've got people that don't have clean water, don't have heat, don't have medicine, don't have life-sustaining things. And we arrogantly sit back here and talk about uh, our quality of air and this, that, and other. That's important. But there's people that are dying today, a third of the world. And when you start cutting back on what, what we are now furnishing and shut down oil and gas from these United States, people will die. But let me tell you, back to what we started with and Glenn Beck wrote about the World Economic Forum, guess what one of their goals is? Depopulation. Right. Now, that sounds cruel, but they intend to lower the population of the world. And how better than just let these people die off from lack of medicine, lack of clean water? lack of of any type of heating in winter, people will die. And when innocent human life is targeted to die, there's a legal word we have that in America, in the legal system, and it's quite frightening. Well, and this is why, Wayne, I've been fixated on this idea that these elites, as Mark Mills said, they're not all grifters. Some of them really believe this. I, I absolutely have a lot of friends here in Dallas uh, many of them Republican or conservative, went to the Ivy League schools, and they're absolutely convinced that the world has entirely too many people. I mean, they're, they're absolutely convinced. That's what all the elites are saying. They've read Guns, Butter, and Steel and all that. Um, and and they, they have the best of intentions. They're good people. They're not bad people. Um, and yes, so, just like just like that wise man said, once we fall into the trap as leaders, and I mean our political leaders, Republicans, Democrats, whoever, of trying to make our decisions based on how we fear they will be portrayed, then we're done making the right decisions. That was Vivek Ramaswamy, not exactly an old guy, but a uh, smart fellow. Yeah. And yeah. when he says that's what's happening, you got our energy companies. Listen to this; they know this. But what do you see every time you see a, a prospectus from one of our oil and gas companies? You see windmills and solar panels. Yeah. What do you see every time you see a television commercial? You see, we're for a lower carbon future. We're lowering our carbon. Algae. Let me tell you, I've got a letter by 1,600 scientists that there is no climate emergency. The winner of the Nobel Prize last year yes. stated it was a big scam. Yeah. This, all this is a scam, a hoax. If, I understand that. I, I don't want to take too much time. I know you're, I'm, I'm done in my program. But let me give you this that I found, and, and you can Google this anyway. I saw it on a congressional committee. <laughs> Just Google it. 
if we're talking about carbon dioxide is the total goal for the Paris Accord, for the, keeping the temperature from going up in the next few decades, the total goal now is to lower the carbon. And all of our oil companies, all of our, many of our trade associations are saying, well, we're for a lower carbon future. Carbon dioxide in the world's atmosphere is like four hundredths of one percent. And we're eleven percent of that. Yeah, eleven. You no, know, it's between you're exactly right. Five to the, the 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 calculation is how much of that is man made between three and a half to five percent. So that comes to point zero zero two percent, two hundredths of one percent of the Earth's atmosphere. If we all stop producing, start driving horses and buggies, shut everything down, oil and gas. All our industry shutdowns totally went out the lights. Two hundredths of one percent of the environment will be infected. It is a ruse, but it's a cruel on the cost of families. Let me tell you, there are families right now that their heating bills in Texas have tripled and quadrupled. They can't afford heat anymore. They can't afford food anymore. Right. They, there's people who can't get jobs because the restaurants have closed because they can't afford the prices. And this is happening as we speak. And where are we, Jackie? People like you, thank God, are getting the word out. But it's not the majority of the news media, let me tell you. No, and I just got into a, a social media fight yesterday with someone who's a, like, they said it was a chemical a chemical engineering uh, person and lawyer who was saying, Jackie, do you want people to have to choose between heating and eating? That's where we're going if you continue with this fossil fuel agenda. Like, this was an otherwise intelligent person. And so this is where we are. This is, the, I think it was a Texan, uh, you know, someone who's worked yeah. professionally, I think, in this state for, for how long? It looks like maybe decades. I, I am astounded at how far we have yes. to go. And look at the test case. Look at the test case. Germany and, and, and England oh, yeah. have been through this for 10 years of shutting down oil oh, and gas. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. they got they, right now, the average German uses elect, less electricity than they did in 1978. Their lifestyle has degraded to that extent. The cost of, of electricity and gas to heat their homes is 10 times what we currently pay in the United States. I mean, it's been proven Reckless, it's killing people over there. They proved it doesn't work. In fact, they're all firing back up coal-generating facilities and everything else over in Europe to try to stay alive, and their only hope is the LNG coming out of Texas and Louisiana. But what are we doing in America? We're heading right on down this uh, greatest existential threat to mankind is this climate crisis, according to the president of these United States and his administration. For sure. Lots of work to do. The good news is the people responsible are humans and they're persuadable. If we can get through to them through all of the media misinformation, all of the elite school misinformation, all of the information that has to be re- retaught. Um, and, you know, there's I, I watched I watched a debate last night with Mark Mills uh, and a guy who was pro EV room full of like, you know, 100 very influential Dallasites. And wow, Mark Mills really just, just dominated and got through yeah, to them. There's a, there's a way. People like that we need, Jack. People like you, people like Mark. Let me give you one bright light, and I'm sure you're aware of this. The State Board of Education, who is what an under-realized uh, organization the State Board of Education is, just passed curriculum this past fall that has to teach our students uh, that uh, the truth, of the real truth of the climate change, oil and gas, and the benefits of oil and gas – Many other things they did, but we fought that curriculum. I work with the State Board of Education, and many of those folks that are on the board are real heroes because now people don't realize when Texas passes required curricula, which they did, that will tell the truth to oil and gas, 
because we're so big, about a third to one half of the nation has to use the text that the printers print because these smaller states can't demand what they want in the textbooks. Texas can. And that's a great start. Now, that's not the total answer, but to start having our children in about a third of the states of the United States teach truth on all this rather than what they've been fed since the Vietnam era is a major win by the State Board of Education here in Texas. No question. That was the topic that I had laid out for you, but I got so into what we were talking about, I never got to my long list of Wayne Christian topics. So I'm out of time, but Wayne, this has been awesome. Thank you so much for coming on for all that you do. Really appreciate you. you Jackie. God bless your your work and your message. Uh, We love you. Likewise, I love you too, Wayne. You're my favorite man in Austin, Texas. Granted, there aren't a lot of great people in Austin, Texas, but all the same, uh, you're the best. You're the best. You're my favorite commissioner of all time. Thank you for coming on. I'll have you back as soon as you'll come back. God bless. All right, you too.